All right, let's do this. Hey guys, I'm Parker Kane. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Upbeat. I share a lot of motivational stuff and info on social media, music, and entertainment. But I will also be sharing my personal experiences and interviewing all kinds of other people for their stories and their experiences, finding and pursuing what they really love to do. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome to Upbeats. I'm your host, Parker Kane. Thank you for being here and for listening in today. I appreciate it. Before we dive in, I just wanted to let you know that my new Christmas music video of God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen is coming out tonight. And you can find it on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search my name, Parker Kane, K-A-N-E, and you should be able to find it. Uh, but it would mean the world to us if you could go find it, check it out, and share it on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and however you share things <laughs> uh, with all of your friends and family this Christmas season. Uh, But anyway, back to the podcast. This is a very special episode because it's number 50. You guys, 50 episodes is a lot of episodes. I couldn't be happier. I am ecstatic to know that we're wrapping up 2019 and that we're only a couple episodes away from completing the goal of posting every single Monday for the entire year of 2019. But more so than that, I can't help but just look back and feel so grateful for all the people who have contributed to this podcast, the patrons on Patreon who have quite literally funded and kept this podcast alive and well and going, my friends and family who have been an incredible and accessible support system for me throughout this entire year, Uh, and then all of you who have been listening, uh, you know, you don't even know how much that means to me, Uh, so thank you very much for listening in every month, whether you started at the beginning or whether you found the podcast later in the year, either way, if you're here I am so grateful that you're here and that you're listening to Upbeat. And then, of course, the guests, the people who have come on this show and shared their incredible and inspiring and remarkable stories with us and have provided us with so much value, honestly. Literally all of their tips and tricks and advice as to how they've made it to where they are today and how they've been able to do the things they've done and become the amazing people that they are. And with that said... I'd like to segue into this episode. You know, the format's a little bit different. It's not one where I just kind of run with a topic and it's not one uh, where I interview any certain person. Rather, it's a highlight reel of all of the best parts over the last six months. I did another episode like this a while back too. It's number 25 and it's called Best of Upbeat, parentheses, last six months which is what this one's called too. And I would highly recommend checking that episode out. And likewise, I would encourage you to listen to this full episode uh, because, you know, I get it. We are all incredibly busy people. It's hard to keep up with podcasts in general, especially when they're longer episodes. Uh, So the reason that I do episodes like this every once in a while and the reason I would encourage you to listen to both of these two highlight episodes is because you get a taste of everything happening on Upbeat and you can pick your favorites and the ones that you'd really like to check out and then go check them out. And that just saves time. I don't expect everybody (laughs) to listen to every single episode. Uh, This allows you to customize it, if you will, and just pick ones that you'd like to listen to and go check those out. So anyway, here is the best of Upbeat since the last one six months ago. Love you guys. Kioa de los Reyes, hip-hop dancer, choreographer, and instructor, number 27. Well, for those that maybe don't know what their passion is, mm-hmm. you have time. 
I, I think we develop different passions at different ages. I was very athletic. I think I'm still kind of athletic. <laughs> I loved sports growing up. I didn't know dance was a thing until later. And then even now I'm developing new talents. But I would say kind of just find what you like and what you're good at. Because obviously having both of those is, is a good thing. Sometimes you like something, but you're not very good at it. Sometimes you're very good at something, but you don't like it. You have to have both to have that passion. Because that passion will drive you when you hit the the lows, right? Of yeah. running a business or, or following your passion. But for those that have already found it, I say jump in. And the younger you can jump in it, the more experience you can gain. Kelly Manders from iHeartMedia, number 28. My older sister, I, I swear, has known what she wanted to be when she grew up from the time we were like very young children. <laughs> yeah. And I was, you know, always the one who I, I had no idea. When uh -huh. I started college, I think I changed my major five different times before I eventually settled on and, web development, yeah. which I don't do anything with now. I was, um, I think I started as a business major because I didn't know what to do. So that sounded like, you know, an okay thing. Uh, and after my first macroeconomics class, I was like, Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. This is not for me. Um, so I did interior design. I did criminal justice. I, you know, I bounced around all over the place. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes you know what you, you know, want to do from the get go. But other times it takes you a while to figure it out. I would say, you know, I, I didn't really discover my passion until I was in my mid to late 20s mm -hmm. is when I really, you know, kind of learned that like, okay, this is, I, I'm good at this and I'm enjoying it. And I yeah. think this is it. And one thing I would always say is, you know, lean on those around you. You know, mm -hmm. I've I've had I've been fortunate and I've had a, a great support network um, that's always, you know, encouraged me to do the things I'm passionate about, explore new things. You know, I've got great people who say, you know, it's OK to not have it all figured out. Um, and also, you know, I've had some awesome mentors along the way. So thankfully, you know, I've had great um, coworkers and colleagues that, you know, have taught me quite a bit and, you know, just always being open to accepting people's feedback or, you know, asking questions. Don't be afraid to ask for the things you want or, you know, anything like that. Paul Edwards, international best-selling author, number 29. You hear these echoes in your soul telling you, this is what you were made for, this is what you were made for. When you zoom out to 30,000 feet and look at this, what you need to understand is there's the mythic and then there's the specific. The mythic is, the, is kind of the umbrella the overarching calling of your life. And I, in my case, I call it communicator, right? My mythic calling is communicator. But that has several different specific applications. You could be a radio talk show host, or you could be an editor at a magazine, or you could be a, a traveling spokesman. You could be a politician. You could any number of things that you could end up doing. You could be a teacher, a professor. I mean, it's just, I hope I'm drawing a, a painting a clear picture here for you, but what you're hearing may not always be exactly what you're doing right at the moment. It may just be a clue to something far beyond what you can imagine right now, as it was for me. I thought it was, you know, being on the radio, running my, running my mouth. It turned out to be far more widespread and deeply influential with a lot of people. Once I learned how to build relationships and add value and form strategic partnerships and, and, uh, and all the things that I'm doing today. And it's not a linear progression, but it is an ascending spiral. If I can use a couple of geometric uh, illustrations here, the linear progression makes you think, okay, I just go from one step to the next step, to the next step. 
And actually what you're going to end up doing is most likely, at least everyone I've ever talked to who's been successful has described it in similar ways. You're on an ascending spiral. So you are improving and you are getting better and you are getting smarter and working more effectively and learning valuable skills. But many times you seem to be going round and round in circles, right? In a job that ha- that really doesn't seem to have a whole lot to do with your calling. So yeah, I mean, you're, you go through stages, you go through seasons, and a lot of them won't look like or seem like the Lord is is opening the door for you to go to the promised land. But they, but He actually is leading you there. He's just He just prefers taking the long way out. <laughs> John J. Van S. from the National Pop Radio Morning Show, John J. and Rich, number 32. You gotta do what you love. Yeah. And I think to do this, you gotta know a little about a lot of things. Does that make sense? Yes. Because I'm not yeah. an expert in anything. You also gotta have fun, man. You also gotta, <laughs> like sometimes, like like last week, I came home from vacation and there was all this stress in my house. It was just crazy stress, right? And when I look at the stress, I tell my wife, and she's like, how come you're so calm? And I go, let me tell you, I'm calm. And I was on Instagram and somebody I know that, that I follow, I this is not to bring sad, but their son had passed away. You know, 15 year old kid, brain, brain cancer, brain tumor. I went to visit him in the hospital many times and he died. And I was like, I said to Blake, I go, look, man, look at our three boys. Look at us. We're healthy. Our life is great. I said, oh my God. So, so the, uh, the ceiling fans don't work in our house. So what? Right. So the house didn't get clean while we were gone. So what? All, I mean, all these things. So what? The air conditioner broke. So what? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like like, unnecessary stress with the things that aren't life or death. I mean, we have health, we have happiness. We have this fun ride. Who knows where it's going now, but it's a lot of fun. Victoria bird, McDonald's brand ambassador, number 34. Unusual voices. And what I mean by that is we mentioned like having having that that mentor on both sides, your personal and your professional life. But I think it can also be helpful to ask somebody that maybe isn't your best friend or maybe isn't your your go to person and ask them for advice or steps or things that they could do. Because I think it's really easy to ask the people that are in your closest group. And then I think that you run the risk of uh, making decisions in an echo chamber because you you typically surround yourself with people who have very similar um, thoughts, very similar beliefs, uh, similar uh, life goals, all those kinds of things. So sometimes you ask the people that you think are going to give you the answer that you want. To me, it can be very helpful to talk to both groups, talk to the people that are your go-to people that are on your list of, you know, if I end up in jail, who am I calling first? But then also ask the people who, um, who, who know you, but who maybe don't, don't share your same, you know, belief or maybe, uh, have a very different career path maybe than you do and, and listen to those opposing voices, um, just so that you're making sure that you're coming to a balanced decision. I love that. This really plays into one thing we had talked about previously, and that is authentic relationships. Mm -hmm. It's just never going to work if you're not real. Absolutely. And so what are what are your thoughts on like being real like 100% of the time no matter who you're with? The biggest step in that is um 
really understanding who you are as a person and really identifying what your core values are. It starts with you. It starts with you. If you, it's hard to be your authentic self if you don't know who your authentic self is. Um, and then, um, being that person unapologetically, that doesn't mean being disrespectful to other people, especially, you know, when you're engaging unusual voices or, or you're with people that have different viewpoints than you, that doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice who you are or be over the top and pushy with who you are, but just being, um, genuine as you're embarking on a career path or you're, um, lining up some of these big decisions that you're making, what is your personal mission? Like, what is it that you're trying to accomplish in life? And do these decisions help align you with what your your personal mission is? And once you have all of those kind of key things in place, I think it makes it so much easier to develop relationships with other people that are meaningful and that matter. I have a, a little bit of social anxiety. <laughs> so yeah. going into big rooms of people and being forced to make small talk I'm not a fan of. And so when I get into a room, like I gravitate to the people that I know so I can engage in a, in a deeper conversation. Um, I went to a meeting where uh, somebody was presenting about the different layers of relationship and how there's people that you are on a first floor relationship and there's people, you know, you get to a second level where you're talking about new sports and weather, but moving through those into those deeper conversations um, is really important. Building relationships with people that are going to have your back no matter what. The only way that I think that that can truly happen is if you are your most authentic self and you also provide that for the person that's in that relationship with you, that they know that they can be their truest self. My favorite relationships are the ones where you know somebody at that deeper level and you're able to push them to try to become their best self, whether that means encouraging them in their next career path or encouraging them with a big life decision that they're making. Um, but building that trust between each other is fundamental to those authentic relationships. And it's important to have those on both your professional side as well as your personal side. Um, there's people that I have very authentic relationships, um, very business-centered authentic relationships. But so often a lot of that uh, relationship building is because they know more about me as, as an individual. They know, uh, who I am. They know, you know, that my, my family is always going to be number one. And those people are typically the ones that don't put me in a position where I have to choose between professional and family. So you, it's just, it's such a mutually beneficial, um, life balance to have those really deep connections that are authentic with people that support you, holistically kenda wilson author and business and social media instructor at oklahoma state university number 35 most of the stuff i'm doing now didn't exist when i started like this is the weird thing i didn't even know to hope for it because like i'm teaching social media i'm filming all this stuff and doing all this technology stuff with apps not to make myself sound old but like that didn't exist when i started it's and, and that, not to jump ahead in the conversation, but it's so easy to give up hope on some things or think like, oh, I'll, how do I know what I want to do? Some things, some opportunities don't quite even exist yet to know to, to even know to hope for them. And that was my situation. So I never pictured this, but um, it's the type of life I want. It's kind of the independent life full of weird projects. 
And that's kind of, that's the life I want. When you have like three or four or five things that you love, sometimes you can't fit them all into life at once. I'm stubborn, but I've learned I cannot, in fact, do everything at once, even though I tell myself I can. But um, my my best friend has a saying that has really stuck with me. And she says like, what is my assignment or, or what am I supposed to be doing for this season? And that has really stuck with me. So this is kind of the way it works in my life is I have about three or four things that I love. I love travel. I love teaching. I actually do stuff with music too, um, entrepreneurship, writing, but it works more like seasons. Like for this season, the focus is like the, the textbook and building these classes. And I find that things kind of like cycle in and out sometimes for my focus. Um, but when I try to do them all at once, I, I feel like in my life, nothing gets done really well. Lindsay Preston, multi-certified life coach, number 36. Oh, that is such an excellent question, uh, first off. Secondly, I just want to say I just had my 35th birthday last week, so I'm just now leaving that <laughs> phase of my life, and it's been so weird to me to look back on it and to say, oh my gosh, the dreams that I had when I was like 22, 23, 24 of how am I going to create this, what I called life I love, how am I going to do that, I've done, and it felt so scary in those years, even though you know I wasn't in necessarily a bad, bad place, but like your listeners or so it sounds like, you know, I felt anxious and I felt these waves of depression and, but yet outside everything looks great. Um, and I just couldn't shake it. And so I, the biggest tip that I have and what I would tell my former self too, is follow the intuition, follow those desires, whatever you want to call it. If you're being called for something more or something different, please follow that. Because if I had not followed that and just, because I thought I was crazy, Parker, of like, why am I just not happy? I thought I was high maintenance. Like, I just thought I'm in this corporate job. I have this, what I thought, great relationship. Um, and had I not stood up for myself and gotten what I really wanted, I bet you right now I would be so miserable and still so sad and anxious and just feeling like um, the feeling I always described it, it was like I was getting a call for something different or more and the call wouldn't stop. And I kept trying to put down the phone of like, leave the call alone. I don't want it. Um, but I couldn't let it go. And so just just follow that. And so for me... With that and following that, I was just led to the right teachers at the right time, um, especially with coaching. I mean, I just think coaching really was the thing that allowed me to thrive because I found coaching about 28, 29. And then, um, you know, now by 35, I just am like in awe some days of holy moly, how did I do this? Sean Walchef, owner of Cali Comfort Barbecue and podcast host, number 38. I think... Probably the, the toughest thing for me when I was in college was exactly what I talked about. And that was disappointing my grandfather, um, you know, because he was spending money for me to be at school and knowing that he had expectations of what that education would bring and really being true to my conviction that it would mean more to him in the long run to know that I was studying something that I cared about um, and something that. I didn't know how I was going to use it, but I was going to use it. And, you know, I think a lot of my friends that I know, um, they had the same pressure.
pressures on them as well. You know, family expectations of what you're supposed to get out of college. You know, this is life's path and this is you go to college, you get your degree, you go and you get your master's or you become an mm -hmm. attorney and then you get a job and you work at a corporate office. And like, that's really just not the world that we live in anymore. And that's the exciting part, but it's also terrifying for parents and for grandparents to accept the reality that, you know, because it, it's a fear of the unknown. You know, we when we when we opened in 2008, you know, for advertising, we would put an ad in the yellow pages. I mean, I don't even know if your listeners know what the yellow pages are, but those directory, a phone book directory of all the businesses in the area that essentially was a hard copy delivered to every single resident in the area. And if you wanted bar barbecue, you would look into the in the book and in the book you would say, oh, there's Cali Comfort Barbecue. I'm going to go get barbecue. But if you weren't in that book, chances are it would be much harder to do business. Now, 11 years later, if you don't have an updated business profile on Google Maps or your Yelp page is out of date and you don't have photos that actually represent your menu, um, you're in a position that you know, things aren't going to look so good for you in the next five to 10 years. So, you know, really there's so much opportunity and that that's really the coolest thing for people that are in college is that if there's something that they love to do on the internet, on their phone, on a platform, there's a chance that they can create a job that never existed before and they can help businesses um, to do things that they don't know how to do. You know, I'm, I'm a huge Gary Vaynerchuk fan. I'm Same a huge here. fan of Tim Ferriss. I'm a huge fan of, you know, anybody that's doing anything, you know, within digital marketing. Um, and Gary, Gary V it's, you know, you're, you're always working on your brand. If you're not working on your brand, nobody else will. And that's the, you know, that's the reality of, you know, kind of the things I want to hit home with people that do listen to our new digital hospitality podcast is, you know, we, as incredible as the barbecue that you, you make, you know, incredible service, at the end of the day, nobody's going to come and write about you. No one's going to come and cover you. Like you have to care about getting your name out there and you have to care about making those connections. Um, because if you don't, guess what? No one else will. And if you want to create opportunity, use the internet because there's so much ability. I mean, the amount of relationships that we've created just from Twitter or just from Instagram or just from Facebook, um, because we're willing to respond, you know, we're really, we're willing to make a connection. We're willing to, you know, show up when people ask, ask for help. When the local church, when the local school needs us, um, we're there. The local fire department needs gift certificates for a raffle. Um, we're there and all those things, they all add up. But yeah, you you always have to care about your brand. You always have to be working on your brand and you can't, you, you just can't ignore the internet anymore. I like that a lot. So do you think that there's like an on and off switch to it? Or do you think, you know, 9 p.m. hanging out with the family, like it's totally cool to respond to comments or reviews? Uh, or do you like totally shut everything off at like 5 p.m.? I, th I, I think the way Gary Vaynerchuk does, and I, that's probably why he resonates with me so well, is uh -huh. that there, it, it's, it's 24 seven and it's our job as business owners and as leaders to find ways to, you know, automate some of those systems, but not just automate them, but make them personalized in a way to know that somebody's actually going to actually respond. You know, when you send a request on someone's website, does it auto generate, you know, thank you for subscribing. Like these are the things to expect. Like how does that, 
transaction feel because really that's what it is. All those touch points, all those digital touch points are ways. I mean, there's so much opportunity to create, you know, um, excuse my language, but oh shit, internet moments where you go. And if you've ever sent somebody a tweet that has, you know, a hundred thousand followers and they responded back to you, you know, it's incredible. You're like, oh my God, this person, like they have no reason. Look how many people are commenting on their post. But if they do, you feel empowered. I mean, Tim Ferriss interviewed Ariana Huffington, the creator of Huffington Post, on one of his podcasts. And, you know, she talked about Thrive Global, which is her new platform where she's helping writers spread their message and help wellness. And, you know, she gave out her email address in the podcast, even though Tim said, don't do it. You're going to, you know, too many people are going to email you. It's going to break your server. And she said, no, I want writers to contact me. And I emailed Ariana Huffington and she has responded to me multiple times. I've published, you know, a couple articles on Thrive Global because of it. And for me, that's just, I mean, why is Ariana Huffington responding to a barbecue restaurant owner in Spring Valley? I mean, the only reason, the only reason I found out about it was because of a podcast that I listened to, you know, from Tim Ferriss. But how many people don't make that call to action when somebody offers help or somebody says, hey, contact me, hey, send me a tweet. Let me know when you're here in San Diego. I'd love to, you know, have you come enjoy some ribs. I'll show you the back of the kitchen. I'll show you how we, you know, cook our barbecue. How many people don't take that opportunity? You know, it's kind of like when you're in class, you know, very few people are going to, you know, follow up. Very few people are going to take that extra step. Life is all about that extra step. That's where the fun happens. Peyton Wilfley, owner and creator of the app FOMOS, Fear of Missing Out Solved, number 39. We always think we don't have time. We have so much freaking time. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, you know, 24 hours a day times seven. Let me do the math there. <laughs> That's a lot of hours in a week, right? And so, you know, you sleep for eight hours. Let's just do the, I'll just do the math right now. We'll do a little calculator with everyone right here. 24 times seven. That's 168 hours in a week, right? And so you have 168 hours. Mine, you know, and then what's eight times seven? You're, let's just say sleep. You know, eight times seven. That's mm-hmm. what. That's uh, fifty-six. That's fifty-six. Sure. Yeah. So <laughs> minus fifty-six from that. So then now one hundred and twelve hours of when you're awake, at least you know partially awake. Sometimes you're droggy or you're falling asleep. Whatever. But mm-hmm. one hundred twelve hours of when you're awake. Say you work forty hours a week. Minus forty. That's seventy-two hours right there. Seventy-two hours right there of time when you're not working full time, and you're awake that you could be doing something else. So you have a time for another full time job, theoretically you know, a full-time job and a half basically. And so there's so much stuff you can do. And then, if, I mean, if you have to sit down and watch Netflix for an hour uh, every day, then that's something that you need to sacrifice. There's stuff that we, we prioritize and we say we have no time, but in reality, it's not that we have no time. It's that we don't care to make time for it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So that's just how it is in life. Yeah. And so everyone has time for what, what they want to make time for. If you have no discipline on t- in time management, is what you need to work on. Uh, If you, if you think you don't have time, you have time. It's just, you have no discipline. Time management and priorities. Mm -hmm. Yep. Elena Ray, world traveler and personal transformation coach, number 42. Okay. I have a lot to say on this and I just want to reiterate you guys. I'm from Buffalo, New York. Very few people left my hometown and there's nothing we can do for the people that are comfortable. But yeah, if you are a dreamer and you have this fire and spark in you, it's your responsibility to nurture that and follow that and know that it's something moving through you that needs to come out of you. And you're being essentially called to serve. You're being called to a bigger path in, in life and in your community. So the thing I'll, I'll start with judgment because that's an interesting one. 
What you must know is that people might judge you on the surface or they might, you know, you'll lose friends as you evolve, as you walk into the void that happens. People just kind of naturally fall away. It's not necessarily a bad thing. And I've gone through periods of my time where I felt like, oh, I have almost no, no friends or no support. And I had to be that rock for myself, but new, amazing people who really aligned with my vision and my life emerged and supported me. And I had to let go of the old stuff in order to step into that community. I have a community where I have friends in probably a hundred different countries by now and have a support network on every continent. I wouldn't have that if I was worried about what people in Buffalo, New York were going to judge me for. And the secret thing is that the judgment there is really hidden inspiration that whether you know it or not, you are inspiring them. You people want what you're going to go chase and get after. And they might not, your parents might not approve of it. People might not understand it, but when you actually go and do it, they're going to think twice. And they might not tell you, but they'll be like, that's really interesting. I wonder if that's something that's possible for me too. And I've been shocked at the number of people, even from high school, have reached out to me over the years later on and been like, hey, I've never told you this, but I've watched your journey over the last 10 years and I'm so inspired by you. And actually just now I am taking the opportunity to go travel for six months and you know, reaching out at that point. The thing I'll say about fear, and this does relate to judgment as well, is I always say if you're experiencing fear, you're you have blinders on or the vision is too small because when you tap into a bigger vision for your life and actually for your service here on the planet and who you're here to reach, you're not going to be as scared. You might still feel the fear, but it won't be such an obstacle because you see, wow, I want to change. Like for me, I want to change the way we're working as a global system. I think the economic models that we have now, the paycheck model, it's all broken. And I don't know if I'll see that in my lifetime, but I want to work towards advancing more creative industries and service-based industries that get people into their purpose-driven work and doing well with it and exchanging money based on that and changing the way the world works. That gets me past like the fear of getting on a Facebook live or the fear of, you know, oh, I, I lost one client. So I need to, you know, I need to hustle a bit more this month. And that's really scary because I'm still supporting myself through my own business. And there's you know, fear around what if it doesn't work? I get past all of that because I'm committed to serving and I'm committed to the vision I have for, for my life. So if you're still feeling scared, dream bigger, think of a bigger vision and that will motivate you and inspire the hell out of other people around you too. Tommy Breedlove, business and mindset coach, speaker and author number 44. First person we need to talk to is ourselves and everything in life is a choice. And I would say to that person who's unhappy, unfulfilled, lost, scared, what are you choosing to do about that? How are you investing in yourself? How are you in participating in your own rescue? And so the first, the first decision is, hey, I want to be better than I was yesterday. That's the first choice you have to make. And you have to double down and invest in your future. You have to do the hard work because happiness, fulfillment, success, brother, you're dealing with a generation that grew up. Uh, you've been told by politicians, social media your whole life that not everything, everything comes easy and it doesn't come easy, man. You got to do the hard work. And so you've got to really look in the mirror and say, do I want to be better than I am yesterday? How am I going to do it? Now, the next step is once you say, yes, I want to be better, then you've got to start in small baby steps. Um, and if you, it's like going to the gym. You've got to build your mental muscles. You've got to build your emotional muscles. You've got to build your spiritual muscles. And you've got to build your physical muscles. You can't go to the gym and just do one workout and be strong and fit, right? Same thing goes with your hearts and minds.
And so what I would tell them to do is double down and invest in themselves so that they can become, the key is to master our mindset. And the second thing I want to tell them is they're not alone. Every single person on earth is scared, insecure. They have these deep, dark desires. They all wonder what if people figure out I really don't know what I'm doing. We all have that, all of us. So know that you're not alone. But B, the only person that can change you is you. And so you've got to look deep in the mirror and say, am I ready and willing to do the hard work to invest in myself, to invest in my body, my mind, my soul, my heart, my emotions, and build those fortresses so that you can go be the best version of yourselves and go find that career, hobby, passion, business. It starts with taking a good, long, hard look in the mirror and then making the choice. Everything in life is a choice. That's the only power we have in life. Nothing else we can control. It's the only thing that we have in our power is our mindsets and our choices. Andy Audate, author, millennial motivational speaker, and serial entrepreneur, number 46. Yeah, number one, is definitely think big. Uh, you got you to think massive. You got to think huge. Um, you got to create goals so big that God, only God can help you with. See, my goals are so damn big. I, I don't, I don't actually believe I can personally do it, but I know with God I can do it. You gotta have goals so big that with God you can do it. Number two, number two, you gotta get around people who can support you in your vision. I, I did a show earlier this morning where the person said, "Hey man, I, uh, one day I want to have a private jet." I know it sounds stupid. It sounds stupid. I know it sounds stupid. I said, "Why do you think it sounds stupid?" I said, "The only reason you probably say that is because of the people that you're around." that you, you use the word stupid to protect yourself so that way when other people say you're stupid, you are in agreement with them versus how you truly feel. I said, if you get around people that are going to support you towards your goal, they're going to not say you're stupid, but they're going to say, it's possible. I believe in you. How can you do it? And so you're not gonna, your response is not going to be you're stupid. So you so. So your, your environment can either support you towards your vision or, or take you away from it. So that's number three. And then uh, number four is probably going to be have faith, man. Have, have faith in, in, in yourself and have confidence and recognize that you are a powerful human being. Like you are the most sensational product in this earth. Everything revolves around you as a human. Everything revolves around you. So you are so powerful that you should not hinder yourself. Uh, you, you should not get in your own way. You are more powerful than a bird, more powerful than an ant, more powerful than a lion. Even us humans, you can contain a lion. You can contain an elephant who's stronger than a human. But your brain is so powerful that if you put it to use, you can create some wonderful things. So go all out with your life. That's really the message. Go all out with your life. I'd be saddened to say, like, yo, I'm 16 years old, and I look back and I'm like, I wish, I regret, I should have, I could have. That's my biggest fear. And my biggest fear is not even dying. My biggest fear is going to 60 or, or 75 years old and say, oh, man, you should have done that, man. You could have, you should have. I wish you did. Write down your goals every single day. Make you want to create TOMA. TOMA with your goals. TOMA is T-O-M-A, top of mind awareness. So you want to create top of mind awareness with your goals where when it's, it's very easy to recite your goals, you know it at the top of your head, 
and you know when you want to accomplish a buy. You're very clear as to when you want to accomplish a buy. And your brain, it's like as if you, your, your brain is like a, like a, like a, like a goal achieving machine. Your brain's going to do the work to achieve it over the course of time. I remember, I remember this like yesterday, man, the, the business that I, that I, I, I went to, uh, in, in probably like March of 2014, I went to a place of, of quiet, of quiet healing. And it was a sacred place. It was a faith, faith place. And I went there and I wrote down my goals. And my goal was that in June of 2014, I'm going to open up the first store. And I, and I wrote down by January 1st, by January 1st, I'll have the second store uh, in the works. I remember writing that down in the works of being open. So not necessarily open, but in the works. That was March 2014. So by June 1st, 2014, I opened up my first open store. December 22nd, 2014, I signed a deal for my second location. So technically, and then, and then that's when construction began at my second location to start up, to open up my second store. So it was in the works by the January 1st date that I wrote. And I believe that all of that came to fruition because of the goal that I set in my brain. Michael Dash, entrepreneur, world traveler, best-selling author, and addiction recovery coach, number 47. I mean, when I came out of school, I didn't have anything figured out either. And in fact, I still don't 20 years later. So, uh, you know, we're all in this game of life together, right? I always used to say, fake it until you make it. And there's a certain part of that that's true. When you come out of college, just, you know, what you want, if you have an interest, go after it full force. Just hum be humble about it. You know, take a job where you can learn from somebody. Get a mentor. The one thing I've been missing the majority of my life is a mentor, which is why I enjoy being a mentor for others so much because I never had one growing up. I learned the hard way. I made all these mistakes. I didn't have somebody to really bounce ideas off of. Even though my father was an entrepreneur and I bounced some ideas off of him, he really had no idea about my business. He wasn't involved. He didn't know about technology. You know, this wasn't around in his day. So it's a different world. So it wasn't really relevant. But get a mentor and, you know, show that you just want to learn and you're going to get better. And every lesson you learn, incorporate that and go above and beyond, right? Go above and beyond the person next to you. Then you'll stand out. And, you know, building that confidence, go and listen to some positive podcasts. Listen to this podcast. Listen to, you know, guys like Lewis Howes, Chris Harder. He's got one called For the Love of Money. You know, listen to these people. Read, learn, and, and act, right? Surround yourself with positive people who are doing better than you are. Because naturally, they're going to be talking about positive things. You're going to be sucked into a positive environment. And conversely, the same thing goes if you surround yourself with negative people. Then you are going to start thinking negatively. If you're always around people who are, when it's cloudy out, who are telling you it's going to rain, then that's the perspective you're going to have. But if you're constantly around people when it's cloudy out saying, hey, the sun is about to break through, then you're going to have a more opti optimistic look. You're going to have more confidence by nature. So sometimes it's difficult to separate yourself from negative people. It was for me. When I was gambling all those years, I was stuck with people who were gambling all the time. We talked about the same stuff all the time. It was all negative BS that meant nothing. But I thought they were my friends. So I realized I was going nowhere in life and I didn't want to live like this anymore.
you know, you can accomplish anything. And especially at a young age, you have so many years to accomplish things. I'm reinventing myself right now and I'm in my forties. So I'm starting a whole new, yeah, I'm starting a whole new career after I had a somewhat successful career, you know, in staffing uh, 20 years into it, I stopped and now I'm doing, I'm doing this and I'm working because I feel like it'll have more impact again, helping entrepreneurs, helping leaders overcome these, these compulsive behavior and addictive uh, um, traits. Jeff Meyer, speaker and brain training coach number 49. The heart, it synchronizes all your systems in the body so that you can function in harmony with all these different systems. And that's called incoherent when you're in coherence. So coherence is this state or, you know, people have called it flow state or in the zone, things like that. So your heart can train all your systems to work together. And when you're, you know, you felt it before, like in the zone when, when it's just like, man, give me the microphone and and just step back because it's go time. Yeah. You know, when you're that way, that's all your systems working together. So for an athlete or for a performer or for a doctor, right? Name anybody when they get into this flow state or this synchronized state, their life is just better. There's science behind this that says when you're in this coherent state, your reaction time speeds up. Your mind is clearer so you can make better decisions, right? Um, you're releasing these chemicals in your, your body that make, actually make you feel better. Fear has, you know, it has something to do with our human species, you know. I mean, it, it's there for a reason. But if you're motivated all the time by fear, I just think a much better motivator is love, right? You love what you do. You love the people, you know. And would that be like a difference between brain and heart? Like the brain is fear and the heart is love? Totally. Okay, here's here's something that's really cool. So the study of heart, our heart is the biggest electromagnetic field. It has more electricity than our brain. Matter of fact, like 60 times more. So our heart can... it can radiate throughout our skin. So they're finding out now it's 360 degrees all around us. It could be measured maybe six to 10 feet away from us, this electromagnetic field. And so just think if everybody was motivated in in a way of love and if we would connect with each other in this kind of, this magnetic field, how much better our lives would be with that. It's funny, I'm developing a a process on how to work with teams and just think if the teams were all coherent and they have this field that could be, you know, maybe 10 feet, six feet, can you imagine how how great a team would perform if they were all coherent and in flow state with each other, not just with their own physiology, but with each other being, it's like, it's almost like you can predict more where he's going to be to pass the ball. You know, I mean, you, you run plays and everything, but just more intuitive when you're up in the air, you know? So I, I just really believe that 
I think our lives would be better if we kind of ran it more by our heart instead of our, our mind all the time. Now I'm not, the brain is a, you know, it's an awesome thing. And that's, that's, I've studied that a lot, but if we can bring more heart into what we're doing, no matter what we're doing, we'll be better. So there you have it, the best of Upbeat in the last six months or so. Hit me up on Instagram and let me know which ones are your favorite at parkerkane.co or at UpbeatPod, U-P-B-E-A-T-P-O-D. Also, total side note, and kind of back to how I started this episode, <laughs> my new Christmas music video of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen is coming out tonight, uh, and you can find it on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search my name, Parker Kane, K-A-N-E. You should be able to find it. Thank you, everyone. I love you guys. I'll see you next week.